Hello everyone, thank you very much for joining me and as always thank you so much to those of you who have left me a review this week which has pushed me into the charts, woohoo! So every single one of them means so much to me and I am very, very grateful for each and every one. I love reading about how the pod has positively impacted on your life and by leaving me one you are really helping me to achieve my own goals as well. The fact that I have moved from out of the charts, which is like the top 200, to number 87 this week, just goes to show what a difference each single review that you leave me makes. So please, please keep them coming. I really appreciate them so much. Also, I am thrilled to hear how amused you all were by my recent mishaps (laughs) with the pizza delivery guy. Not my finest hour, but it was obviously meant to happen as it gave me the inspiration to talk to you about using your intuition and give you all a laugh as well. So I'm thrilled about that. So recently I talked about the importance of setting a clear vision and since doing that myself, I can tell you that I have been vibing high and making moves, which is very exciting. And so today I want to talk to you about living from that vision of yourself when you have already achieved your goal, whatever that might be. So as you probably know, my biggest goal at the minute is to work completely for myself. And I left my teaching job to become a teaching assistant in order to allow myself to have the headspace to pursue my career in relation to this podcast and all the things that I do around it. And my intention was to do that for a year. So work as a teaching assistant for a year and then leave. Well, guess what, guys? I'm now in my third year. of being a teaching assistant and I have recently come to realise that that is as a result of not having a clear enough vision, being a bit wishy-washy and living in my current circumstances rather than living in that end vision because, well, I just didn't really know what that vision was at the time. I had a rough idea of where I was going but it was very, very unclear and I didn't realise that until very recently and as a result, I've ended up just kind of hanging around and I have done that for a bit too long now. So when I left my teaching job, I promised myself that I would never, ever have another job when um, I finished at that school. And I knew that my next role would be to work for myself doing all of this stuff. And I made that promise to myself. And so I felt kind of stuck in a limbo for a couple of years now with a foot in one camp and a foot in the other. But that is changing my friends, that is changing. So what I want to talk to you about this week is living in that vision and embodying the person that you will be when you already bring when you've already brought in all of the manifestations that you are focusing on right now into your 3D reality and doing it before you see it actually showing up. So on Saturday this week, last week, I bought a dressing gown and this dressing gown wasn't just any dressing gown. It was an M&S dressing gown. Uh, no, it wasn't actually. You'll only get that if you're from England. But it was from Next. Um, it was a nice white toweling dressing gown. And stay with me, this has some significance. And I was on a group call with my mentor and she mentors women who want to leave employment and start a successful business. And she's done exactly what I want to do. So she asked about what we would like to tra- uh, attract financially every month. And then she asked us to close our eyes and visualise where we are and what our surroundings are like when we're already in that version of ourselves. <clears throat> and we all had different answers. 
Now, for me, when I visit that place where I am attracting that financial abundance and not just that, my feeling of purpose, that I'm working in alignment, the freedom, the fulfilling career that I desire, I am stood in my own home office, which has a balcony overlooking the mountains. It feels a bit American. I don't exactly know where it is but it feels maybe like it's in the Rockies or something. And I've just woken up after sleep in my beautiful room and I'm drinking a cup of freshly brewed coffee in a cup and saucer on my office balcony. The sun is shining. I can hear the birds. It's morning. It's quite early morning. And I'm wearing, you guessed it, a bougie white toweling dressing gown. So I decided that if I am to embody that version of myself now, I need to get as close to that as I can, as much as possible. And so I spent an entire evening researching dressing gowns and found the perfect one. Like I said, it was from Next and it was 45 quid. So I ordered it. Now, 45 quid, I know that this is depending on what your circumstances are. To some people, that'll sound a lot. To some people, it'll be absolutely nothing. But to me, that's not a bank-breaking amount for me personally. But it is significantly more than what I would normally spend on an item like that. I mean, I'd be pushing it at 15 as my current self in my current 3D reality. Excuse me. My old one that I've been wearing for many years now has got a rip in the pocket, so everything falls out of it. It's covered in toothpaste spadins, it's bobbly, and it makes me feel like a brassic gal when I wear it. But this new one was financially doable, I realised. And I didn't buy an item that I needed to put on a credit card because I wanted to make a purchase that would make me feel like that bitch, but without making me feel guilty and stressed out about how much I've spent on something. And that's kind of the sweet spot that we're looking for here if you are going to do the same thing. I am sure that there is like a Louis Vuitton dressing gown for thousands of pounds, but I knew that buying something like that, even as the wealthy, free version of myself it would just give me the ick a bit because that's just who I am as a person and I would be much more likely to buy one that I just really liked that was good quality but it wasn't just to like show off how much money I had to everybody else. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, there's only so much you can charge for a toilet dressing gown, surely, and I don't really want one that's made from like rare Himalayan goat hairs or something bizarre like that. So I ordered this one that I really loved. What? me tell you, when I put that dressing gown on, I'm in it right now, when I put that dressing gown on and I close my eyes, I'm there. I am in that end vision. I'm not thinking about it. I am thinking from it. I am embodying it. I'm already there. And I'm stood on that balcony. I can feel my dressing gown. I can feel the warm breeze. I can feel the sunlight on my face. I can hear the birds. I can taste and smell the coffee. I can see the mountains and I am that bitch. I can literally feel the excitement in my body about my working day that's ahead of me because I know that while I'm stood in that dressing gown and while I'm sipping my coffee in my cup and saucer on my balcony, I am going to make an impact. I'm going to have a big impact, a positive one on the people that I work with and there's a reason for that. We all have an imagination and imagination is often something that we associate with childhood because when we're children, we live in our imagination all the time. But your imagination is a tool for creation and I want you to start viewing it as such. You were given an imagination for the purposes of creating your reality. 
Now, most of us used it as a child and then we grew up and because of our conditioning, we close it off and we're encouraged to live in the real world and we hear things like, right, you need to be realistic. Just look around you and see what's actually going on and think realistically and see what's, quote, real, unquote. And I am here to tell you to do the absolute fucking opposite. Ignore anybody who is telling you to be realistic and to look around at what you can see around you because that is no more real than your imagination. Your imagination is just as real as your 3D, which is what you're seeing right now, your circumstances around you. And that is why meditation is such a powerful tool, not only for this, but it's for, you know, it's powerful for fucking all sorts. It's amazing. But meditation and using your imagination to visualize is a really, really powerful tool because when you get into that meditative state, it allows you to temporarily disconnect from all your senses that you are experiencing this 3D and access the whole other world of possibilities that are out there in your imagination just waiting for you to select from. And people have often told me that I am delusional. And now I take that as a compliment because if people are noticing that you are appearing to be ignoring your 3D circumstances and instead you're speaking like you're acting, not even acting, being as if you are in more favourable circumstances, then you know that you're on the right track, you're doing it right, you are manifesting your dream life, you have cracked the fucking code. You are not Delulu because it is all Taruru. So remember that. You might have heard me talking about this before, but let's just have a go at this together because I want to just prove it to you. So we're going to do a quick couple of minutes activity together now to just prove the theory, which isn't a theory, it's a fact, that your imagination is just as real as your 3D circumstances. So close your eyes and in your mind, I want you to go into your kitchen. Look around in your kitchen, see your cupboards, notice what colour they are, what they look like, where they are. Notice things that you see every day in your kitchen, like your kettle and your toaster and anything else that's in there. If you've got a clock, I want you to hear the top, the clock ticking. Maybe you've got a 15-year-old air fryer like me and it sounds like a car engine. If, if you've got one of those, you can hear that sound. Any sound that you would regularly hear in your kitchen. And in your mind, I want you to walk over to your fridge and feel the floor underneath your feet and reach out and see your own hand opening the fridge door. And when the fridge door is open, I want you to feel that sensation of the colder that's coming out of it. You can touch the shelves. You might want to have a little feel of the little, what's it called, in the, the drawers in the fridge or the little holder where your milk goes. Touch something in your fridge and feel it. And then I want you to notice that there is a lemon in front of you. It's on the middle shelf and I want you to reach out and I want you to pick up the lemon with your hand. And now hold that lemon in your hand, look down at it in your hand, feel the texture of the skin, roll it around in your head. No, not in your head, in your hand. And once you've done that, I want you to place it down on the worktop and look at what your worktop is made of, what colour it is, what the texture of it is, whether it's like a granite worktop or a wooden worktop. And then I want you to take out a knife from your cutlery drawer or wherever you keep it. So when you hear that drawer open, you'll hear the cutlery bang against each other 
and you're going to take out the knife and feel the knife in your hand. And then if you use a chopping board, then you need to get that out too because you're going to do something with this lemon. You're going to cut it up. So now, once you've got everything set up, I want you to place that cold lemon on the chopping board or the surface that you would normally use and pick up the knife that you would normally use. And I want you to cut the lemon in half. Feel yourself cutting it in half. Look at your hands while they're doing it. And then you're going to pick up one half of the lemon and I want you to squeeze it as tightly as you can. Squeeze it really hard so that you feel all of the juice from the lemon running through your fingers and down your wrist and all around your hand. And then lift that lemon up to your nose and smell the lemon and actually feel like smell the scent of the lemon, which will be quite strong because you've just squoze it. And then finally, I want you to stick your tongue out and I want you to taste the lemon. I want you to bite into the flesh of the lemon and then I want you to open your eyes. So just for a second, just acknowledge that you have not done any of that in the 3D. There is no lemon. You are not in your kitchen or you might be in your kitchen, but you're probably not in your kitchen. But you have had the exact same experience in your imagination and your body is able to imagine a smell. It's able to imagine the feeling of the juice on your hands and feel the temperature of the lemon and the fridge. It's able to taste the lemon and in my case, (laughs) feel the discomfort of biting into something cold with sensitive teeth. So... I'm I'm actually doing it right now as I'm recording, like I'm having to like swallow all my saliva. Ew, gross. But that's because it's something sour which makes your saliva glands activate. So you'll your mouth will start watering when you do that because your body is having a physical reaction to an imaginary event. So can you see how powerful your imagination is now? That means that when you go to any place in your mind, in your imagination, Your body does not know the difference. As far as it's concerned, that is happening. How fucking wild is that? And it's the same with imagining negative circumstances. That's why when we watch something scary on the telly, we have certain reactions to it. If you think about something that you're fearful of, your heart will start racing. You might start sweating. You could start to make yourself dizzy or even you could even like induce a panic attack if um, it's something that's really scary. It's so powerful. So think then about what you could create if you use that imagination with your intention to create the circumstances that you desire and you do that regularly, both by visiting that place in your mind and then getting as physically close to it as possible by doing things like, in my case, buying and wearing the bougie dressing gown that I would be wearing as that woman. So if you do that, and you do that repeatedly, you are going to see fast and incredible changes happening because you are pairing up repetition with feeling the emotions of being in that vision. And you are going to see results coming from that. Oh, I feel like my tone was like a bit bollocking then because I just got very passionate about it. And <laughs> I was like, rah, 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 rah. so sorry, I wasn't bollocking you. Um, but I really want you to understand how incredible your imagination is. And sadly, we are conditioned to just not use it. And we, we're told things like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just in your imagination. 
well, your imagination feels real. That's why you, you might feel scared about something or you might feel excited about something because your body does not know the difference between the two. There's a study that was done a, a while back. I can't remember now who did the study, but and I have talked about this in a previous episode, but it was ages ago, so I'm going to tell you about it again. And it was about basketball players. So some basketball players were gathered together we're gathered here today to play basketball. Let's say there was 30 of them. This might not be accurate. And 10 of them were put in group A, 10 were put in group B, 10 were put in group C. I don't know exactly how many there was in each group. I'm just using that as an example. So group A were told that they had to come to the basketball gym every single day and they had to take something like 100 shots. So they were practising physically they were practicing doing those shots. The second group, they just had to come to the gym every day, but they didn't take any physical action. They just had to imagine themselves while they were in that setting, um, visualizing throwing 100 shots. So they just had to sit there, be in the gym and imagine throwing 100 shots. And the final group, they didn't have to do anything at all. They didn't visualize they didn't go to the gym and they didn't practice taking shots in basketball, right? I've just seen 1717. That's a very relevant number for me at the minute. I just looked down at the timing and it was on there. Anyway, so we've got group A who are physically practicing, group B who are visualizing and imagining that experience and group C who are doing nothing. They're not practicing at all. So after about 30 days of doing this, they looked at the difference between what they were able to do before the test and what they were able to do after, like how many shots they got. The group that didn't do anything, group C, they stayed pretty much the same. The group that practised every day made a significant improvement and the group that visualised by about 1% difference made the same improvement as the group who practised every single day. That literally blew my mind when I read about that because it just goes to show the power of your imagination. It's the same with things like the placebo effect. If people are having medication, all that medication has to go through a placebo effect trial where it has to significantly be better than the results of people who've been given something like a sugar pill. And I'm not going to go into that now because I'm going to go down a whole new route. But your imagination is mega mega powerful and it's a tool that we've been given and we've been trained to think is just something that we do when we're a kid. So I just want to make this really clear for you. Manifestation is very magical. It feels magical and sometimes manifestations come in in a way that you feel like, oh my fucking God, that must be magic. However, manifestation is not actually magic. It's science. It's creation of what's in your mind and seeing it with your senses around you. It's the act of a thought or a vision in your imagination coming out of the 4D and into the 3D. Your 4D is just your imagination, your 3D is just your reality and enabling you to experience that with your five senses. So touch, taste, sight, sound and feel, which is why when we did that little lemon task, I asked you to hear things, I asked you to feel things, to see things, to smell things, to touch things. So... Have a look around you now, if, if you need a bit more proof of this, 
if you're sat in a room, so I'm currently in my bedroom and I'm looking around me and I can see some watercolour paper of an unfinished painting that I've been working on for months because I am very distracted. (laughs) I can see some curtains, I can see a radiator, I can see a wind chime, I can see mirrors, I can see um, curver boxes stuffed full of clothes because I don't hang my washing up, so I put them in boxes instead. That's part of environment design. Helps you stay tidy if you're shit at hanging stuff up. I can see a carpet, I can see a water bottle, I can see a carrier bag. I can see a bra on the floor, guys. (laughs) But all of these things, a bed, I'm sat on the bed now. All of these things have once been created first in somebody's imagination, not necessarily mine, but they were created. There was a point where these things that I've just listed did not exist. The duvet, the pillows, the lamps around me, the electricity that runs the lamps, the shelves, the notebook, everything. I'm just looking around my room now. And the only thing that's in here that was always here or um, that wasn't created in somebody's mind is Gloria. And she is a part of nature. So everything apart from things that are natural, that are part of nature, has been first created in somebody's mind. Somebody invented big plastic tubs to keep all of my shorts and t-shirts in. Somebody invented a mirror. Somebody invented a wind chime. Somebody else invented curtains. Somebody invented carpet. Someone invented radiators. Somebody invented my beautiful dressing gown that I'm wearing. These have all been invented first in the mind and then they've been brought into reality. And I have manifested my surroundings now by thinking I want to choose mirrored wardrobes in my house I wanted mirrored wardrobes I wrote it down I even drew it and now I have them I wanted a wind chime I went and found out where they sold wind chimes and I went and bought a wind chime I wanted these particular curtains so I went and got those curtains because I knew that they existed but I've created this room that I'm sat in now first in my imagination by thinking about what I want imagining what I want and then taking the aligned action to make that into my reality. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I've also created the less desirable circumstances that I am experiencing right now. So for example, I don't want to say this like it sounds really bad because I actually do enjoy going to my work, but I work in a nine to five job. It's not the job itself, but I am stuck in a nine to five job currently. I'm not living from that anymore. I am living from the self-employed mindset. But I manifested that into my reality. I decided that I wanted to work at some point in a job like that. So I went out, I got the qualifications, I went to university, I applied for the job, I did placements and I brought that into my reality. Now, I don't want those things anymore. So now it feels a little bit negative, but that was a bit of a shitty example. Um, What else? I can't think of one, but you know what I mean? All the negative things, I don't have that many negative things, I'm pleased to say now, but if you are experiencing something that is negative, let's say that you are unwell, you have manifested that partly through blocking your emotions perhaps and also by thinking, oh, I think I'm getting a cold, oh, I can feel my throat scratching and focusing your energy and imagining what it'll be like when you're ill. So we also manifest negative things. There's no point in the day where you are not manifesting and it is all happening through your thoughts and through your imagination, which is all a part of your mind. So I really, really want to encourage you to start living from that clear vision. So if you've not already got a clear vision, 
this bit is not relevant for you yet. I want you to go back and listen to the episode about creating a clear vision, first of all. And when you've got that, think about what would you be living like? Now, I'm not saying that you can go out and buy a Ferrari today, but if I wanted a Ferrari, which I really am not asked about a Ferrari right now, I would be doing things like I'm going to take my car to the Valitas. So I'm going to drive my Ford Fiesta to the Valitas and I'm going to get it mint. I'm going to get an air freshener for it every day. I'm going to hoover it. I'm going to look after it. I'm going to be grateful for this car that I'm driving because in order to be driving that Ferrari, I wouldn't be treating it like the skip that's currently in my parking space outside. Does that make sense? So the version of me who works in that beautiful home office and drinks coffee and is in charge of how a day runs and is impactful and is spending her career helping other people to realise their power does not wear the dressing gown with toothpaste stains on and a hole in the pocket. She wears that dressing gown. That's why it's significant and why I mentioned it at the beginning. So you can start upgrading your life very slightly with things that actually don't cost you a lot of money. And I want to give you a couple of examples of how you might do this. Let's just say that you really want to be a person who has her nails done because in your vision, whatever that is, if it's the vision of somebody who's in a happy relationship or somebody who is working in a particular type of job or somebody who earns a certain amount of money, you might visualise that that woman does not have chipped orange nails. I'm looking at my own. She has her nails done every four weeks, right? And that might seem like, oh, well, I can't afford to have my nails done every four weeks. So, I want to just reframe that for you for a second. Look at your life right now and the things that you spend your money on. Is there anything in there that you think, actually, if I was living in that end goal, in that end vision, and I was that self-employed woman, or I was that person who's in a happy relationship, or I was that woman who's earning a certain amount of money, or man, it's just that I know that most of you are women, or any person, it doesn't matter. Would you be going to the pub at weekend because would you be mixing in those circles anymore? Or would you be going having uh, a coffee with your friends in a beautiful hotel lobby in the city that's near you? So actually what you'll find is when you really think about how you will be living, a lot of the things that you currently spend your money on will drop off. Does that make sense? So let me give you an example of mine. As you know, I really love a pineapple pizza. I love it, right? But I am living on my own at the minute. I'm not in a relationship with anybody. I have about 100 offers a day. No, I'm only joking. But I'm not in a relationship with anybody. Now, the version of me who is in that end goal is in a happy relationship. So she's not ordering takeaways for tea because she can't be asked cooking once a week, let's say. So let's say I'm saving 40 quid there. That version might also have a hair done every month. That's probably going to be about 40 quid. Can you see what I'm talking about here? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? So some things that I currently do in my 3D reality at the minute as this version of who I am right now, somebody who works in a nine to five job and is working at night to build a business does not live in the same way. So actually, 
I could stop doing that and I could go and have my hair done every week, uh, every month. It's not necessarily one of my own personal goals, that, but it was just an example of how things will shift in your reality. So if you have, um, if you want to buy an expensive coffee, if you think, oh, actually, this person would not be drinking, I don't know, some shite coffee from Aldi you'd be drinking this particular brand of coffee. You can buy that particular brand of coffee right now. Let me ask you this. Would that woman who is in your end vision, and she might be, I don't know, or man or person, be scrolling through TikTok and watching Netflix? So something that you pay for at the minute might be Netflix. Would you be sat in front of the telly every night watching four hours of Netflix? Or would you be a woman who drinks posh coffee and socialises with the friends in hotel lobbies. Do you know what I mean? So I want you to think about how can you tweak certain things in your life to get closer to that feeling of embodying who you are becoming. So you're visualising, but you're also taking aligned action. You are not acting as if, and I've actually done an episode on this called Acting As If ages ago. I've changed my language around that altogether now. I am not acting because I'm not pretending. I'm being that person. So I want you to think about how you can make slight changes to feel as if you are living in that as closely as possible right now without having to go out and spend a fortune because the person that you want to become is wealthy, let's say. And there's not just wealth goals, there's loads of different areas. And if you're not sure, when you're going through your end vision, you can use the wheel of life. I've put that on my Instagram and you can get a free download of it on the website, positivepig.co.uk. So have a little think about redesigning how you are living right now to get closer to who you are becoming. And you can be happy right now. Happy is a feeling that you can tap into at any time. It is not dependent on a perfect partner. It's not dependent on the job of your dreams. It's not dependent on owning a Ferrari. It's not dependent on having another child or a child. It's not dependent on a bigger house. It's not dependent on anything. You can feel happiness and fulfillment and excitement and purposefulness. Is that a word? Purposeful, purposefulness? Purposeness? I don't know. You can feel that right now. You can tap into it because when you are visualising that end vision and you are taking actions to support that vision, you will start feeling those feelings right now. Don't wait to feel happy or don't wait to feel wealthy. Don't wait to feel loved until you see it happen in your 3D. That's what we are taught, what we're conditioned to do. Wait until you see it in your 3D and then feel it. No, 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 no. We're going to reverse that. You're going to feel it now and then you're going to see it manifest into your 3D reality. So I'm going to listen to that back now because I'm not sure if it all makes sense, but I hope it does. And once again, thank you for your reviews. If you'd like to come and work with me, I've still got another space for one-to-one. And you can also come and join us in the Vibe Tribe, which you can find on my Instagram and on all my socials. So have a wonderful week and I will speak to you next week. I'll see you later.